Hey, beloveds, welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited for this one because I get to chat with my friend, Sarah. Sarah Mater is a joyful Southern mama and wife who delights in the Lord as she raises her special needs twins and toddler alongside her beloved husband and teammate, Ashby. But first, before we get into that, I want to read you this review from the show. Did you know that I do a drawing at the end of every month from those that have left a review? Yes, and when you rate the podcast, and more importantly, leave a written review, it helps other mamas know what treasures lay hidden within these episodes. And it helps the show get highlighted so more kingdom mamas like you can find it. If you've listened to at least three of my episodes, then I know you are a fan and would love for you to rate and review the show. Head over to iTunes and be sure to take a screenshot before you submit your review. Post the screenshot to your Instagram stories and tag me so I can get you entered to win an exclusive gift for me. This review was submitted by another mama. She says, Heidi really has a way of sharing her knowledge with you. I love her episode about food triggers and love how she is non-judgmental and really wants to help everyday women live a better life. This is definitely a great podcast for the women wanting to live better and have better habits. Thank you, Michaela. I so appreciate you. Okay, so Sarah is a beloved sister friend that I can go deep with. And so here we are, just two friends chatting about motherhood, mindset, healing, health, homeschooling, life, and more. Sarah is exploring new territories in major areas of life since being called to the home front in 2019. You're going to get to hear about all of her adventures as a new homeschooler, entrepreneur, and homemaker, and how she's found the blessing in slowing up the pace of the season. And she hopes to inspire others to live from higher perspectives and with great expectancy in every season. Recently, she's honed in on setting the atmosphere in her home and specifically practicing his presence and being spirit-led in the simple daily things. I cannot wait for you to hear more from her firsthand. Let's dig in. Welcome to the Covered Beloved podcast, where we choose to live faith-infused, holistic lifestyles while nourishing and renewing our minds to experience the depths of God's love for us. Hey there, I'm Heidi Brom world changer and mom on a mission to bring a whole new level of health and wellness to your home. As a decade-long essential oil advocate, self-proclaimed personal and kingdom development junkie, and your holistic lifestyle strategist, I believe that when God created the earth, he didn't leave us without solutions, that he created us to be healthy and whole, and that he's covered each and every one of us as mothers with his protection, grace, and wisdom on how to live our most healthy, happy, and joyful lives. Are you ready? It's time to become the healthy home mom God created you to be, because he's got you covered, beloved. Let's dig in. All right, here we go. Yay. I love having God's beloved daughters on my show because he works in amazing ways and crosses our paths as we need each other. Sarah and I first met through our mutual friend and fitness and nutrition coach, Robin Wright. If you haven't listened to episode number three on food and fitness freedom, and also episodes number nine and 10 on inner healing, you want to go back and listen to those. If you've already listened to them, you've discovered the superstar that our friend and coach Robin is as a mom and founder of Faithfully Living Fit. So if you missed them, go back and listen. You want to check them out. And so Sarah and I have known each other. Through this process of working with Robin, we've known each other for about a year and a half through that journey of restoration, and I knew I just had to have her on the show to share her story, her faith journey, her path in parenting, her precious daughters, homeschooling, and all the things. So welcome, Sarah. Yay! Yay! Hey, everybody. 
So we're just going to kind of let Holy Spirit come into this space. We're just two mamas having a conversation about life and faith and all the fun things. So Sarah, if you wouldn't mind telling us, just tell us a little bit about you, what lights you up, what your hobbies are, how you spend your free time. I know you're busy with your littles, but just tell us about you. Let's see. (laughs) I'm cut from a different cloth. I like to say, but um, actually parenting and bringing the girls home and homeschooling has really brought me, um, it slowed me down a lot, actually. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's actually good when you can slow down, stop and smell the roses and really enjoy other things around you instead of constantly going, 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 you know, but what life looks like now, as opposed to even 10 years ago, it's just so drastically different. But what lights me up right now, where we are, is my family. I've learned to treasure it in a whole new way, in a whole new light, because my role has expanded, I feel like. Because when you bring your kids home and they're looking to you for literally everything, it's like you don't have school anymore. You don't have the teachers. You don't have the aides. It's, it's mom. It's mom in the house. And So as that role has expanded in my home, it really lights me up just to be around my family and to see them learning and to see them growing and maturing and just to see them have fun and light up lights me up. But also it's that. And in a nutshell, it's the gospel. It's just what God is doing in the earth, especially right now. Um, in a time where people feel things are looking crazy, hopeless. There's so much darkness in that place. I'm so excited and I'm just lit up about what God is doing, what his plans are and that he's so present here. And it really is the gospel that just lights me up in the power of it and how it transforms others and how it's transforming my family. So that's how I feel about life. What's lighting me up. And as far as hobbies, you guys, I have never been much of a bookworm. I really haven't. I mean, I've read things if I, if I had to, if it was assigned to me. And of course, you know, I read the Bible and different studies and such, but ever since this whole COVID mess and quarantine, I have just started picking up books and I just can't, like I'm going one after the other, especially with entrepreneurship coming into the mix. You know, there are some things that, you know, I need to learn and just glean from and bring into the business. So I'm picking up a lot of books and if time and money were like not an issue at all right now, we would probably be traveling all the time. We love to go visit family. We love to go see people. And when it's just me and my husband, we love to go to the mountains and we love to hike. So that's us. That's me for the most part. That's awesome. I love it. We, we went to the mountains, we went to Colorado and they're beautiful. I I can't say I would want to live there all the time, (laughs) but I definitely am with you with as far as exploring new places. And it just sounds like God has you in this peaceful, almost like, I don't want to say rebuilding the foundations, but just being in his presence and soaking that up. And I know you love worship music just as much as I do. And just seeing people's hearts on fire, you know, that's something that, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's a flame that we don't even want mm-hmm. to control, like <laughs> just yes. completely take over. So that's so amazing. And you mentioned homeschooling. How long have you been homeschooling? Let's see. We just got through 2020. It's been like just over a year. We're going into our second season. Yeah. We're going into our second season of homeschooling. Actually, God called me to bring my girls home that September before all of the stuff with COVID happened. So I had, I had no idea. Of course, I didn't have any idea 
COVID or pandemic was coming, but uh, that was the time that the Lord spoke to me and told me to bring them home. And if I can go into this now and not mess up the interview, I was against it. I was just like, I can't, I cannot see myself doing that. There's no way. Like I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the one that goes out every day, go on the job, make money, come home, get my kids off the bus. That's me. I don't homeschool, but that is what he led us to do right before all the COVID stuff happened. So yeah, it's been a wild ride. Yeah. I have something I want to add to that just from our experience, because it sounds very similar. Okay. So that was before September, 2019, right? So how do you feel about it now? Well, (laughs) I feel, I feel better about it. How far can we go into this? I really don't want to. Oh yeah, absolutely. Other mamas need to hear this. Like Holy Spirit has the right to just come in and take over. So obviously we're going here for a reason. Other mamas, I think need to hear this because some people know my story. We have two sets of girls. We have our olders who are 17 and 15 and homeschooling was on my heart way back then, but I was like, Nope, not going to do it. Don't even know where to start. It wasn't as common. I didn't have my circle kind of a friends that I have now. It was just completely crazy. Uh, but then fast forward to Eleanor, who's now seven, it was three years ago. God did the same thing. We had her in a Christian school. She was doing okay, but a lot of it was unpacking the drama of the day. And it was it was an okay situation. And God actually told me, he's just like, you can go either way, it, whatever way you go, it's going to be okay. But it was almost like giving me permission to lean into the unknown and just yes. trust homeschooling was the path for us. And, oh man, we just have not regretted it at all. We see complete different fruit in our seven-year-old than we do our 17 and 15 year old who, you know, they're awesome. But I just, from a world standpoint, just you completely different. Like, and I feel yeah. like he was preparing us for what was coming ahead as far as in 2020. <laughs> he is so, so amazing. And thank you for just putting emphasis on that about the Holy Spirit just coming in and doing his thing. I really appreciate that. I appreciate that about you. And I appreciate that just here. I, I'm just, that's how I carry out life anyway. We're just going to be open all day. We're just going to be open, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, <laughs> You guys, I was terrible. I was so bad, so bad at homeschool when it first started. And of course, there's that initial kind of excitement, and it's because of the unknown. And that's part of my personality. I love, I love trying and diving in and doing new things. I, I love the unknown. It's just like my mind is on the the possibility of something. It's just like, what could this be? What could this turn into? It could be this, this, and this. And you know, I could just. I'm more of a visionary type person. So it's like the sky, not even the sky, the sky is just the beginning, everything else, you know, it's limitless. Right. So I I had this initial excitement and then we came home and I'm picking out curriculum and we start to go into it. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand this. And of course the girls are just looking at me like, what are we doing? (laughs) And I just know that they're thinking like, what have you done? <laughs> and I'm like, I, look, I know, I know, I don't know what I'm doing. What I know we don't really know what we're doing right now, but it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And it was just awful because I think people always have this preconceived thing in their mind. There's this standard that's already in your mind that you have to reach. And if you're not doing it, you're a failure. Or if you're not doing it, you're not worthy of doing it, or you're just not good enough, whatever. You know, there's many different roots attached to that thinking. But uh, for me, there was this standard that was just like, I don't think I can reach this. And I've never been in a homeschooling home before. So I didn't even know what it looked like. All I know is that it didn't look like 
public school in my house, you know, just with like the routines, it was hard for me to really catch on to a routine and following the curriculum. And I know we haven't really introduced my girls yet. So I have twin girls with cerebral palsy. Their names are Micah and Isabella. So there are just different things to, to bring into mind when you're educating girls that are nonverbal. One uses sign language. One understands it's like the different, the different levels of understanding. And one is more mobile than the other. One is more involved. So if we're doing like a craft or something like that, it's just way more involved. And it was so stressful. And I was just like, I'm, I'm, completely failing at this. I'm like, God, why did you, why did you do this? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I was, I just remember sitting in my frustration. I wasn't even trying to get out of it. I was just sitting in it. And the, the Lord just comes to me right there. And he says, I didn't ask you to get the curriculum perfect. I didn't ask you to follow the curriculum perfectly. I didn't ask you to do this. I asked you to bring your girls home. I said, okay. <laughs> And where do we go from here? He said, I'll show you. I just put down everything. I put down the curriculum. I put down the routine and I just said, okay, you tell me where to go and we'll go. And this is where God, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> God is just so precious. He's been so precious to us. And <laughs> he wanted to show us that this journey at home started with him. He led us here not to leave us here, but he led us here so that he could lead and so that we could walk with him because he had something special for our family. It was also something of a level of protection because of what was to come, but he was building something in our family and we couldn't go about it without him. So that was, that was one moment where he just kind of stepped in and said, I want you to remember what I asked you to do. I didn't ask you to do this perfectly. I asked you to bring them home. Now let's do this together. From then, it was very strategic. We did need help in the house with the girls, but it just didn't feel like the right time to ask for it, to promote it, to put the job out there. But at one point, felt like we had that release to put it out there and ask, you know, for caregivers to come in. And we did. We put it out there. And just guess who we got? We got two caregivers who used to work in the school system, one of which worked with special needs children. And we have them here and they're helping with just not the curriculum side, but just their hearts for the kids. It's just like, we have help with the education, but we also just have this team. We're on the same page. We're seeing eye to eye as far as the goals for the girls and as far as our hearts for one another. And it's just beautiful how God has knit our hearts and our minds together to help our home. So I'll stop there for now. Okay. I love it. Oh my gosh. I could go in so many different directions with that, but I just echo that, you know, and if anyone's listening to this and they're maybe new to their faith, that God goes before us. He really does. Mm -hmm. And it's tuning in when you said, Holy spirit lead, you know, I'm so much operating that way too. Like I, I can plan my to-do list. I can plan out my schedule for the week and what I'm going to do that day. But always spirit always has the invitation to come in and just completely take over. But I think that it sounds like as moms, right? We're like, what's the plan? What's the curriculum? What's the routine going to look like? What is this? I'm like, I need to know. And he's just like, no, honey, we're going to work on atmosphere in your home first. Right. So can you tell us if you shared all that you wanted to share about setting atmosphere in your home, great. But if there's anything else that you want to add, because I feel like that is important, um, even with 
with us, we didn't, you know, people ask me like, well, what did you, what curriculum do you use? I don't use any particular box curriculum. Like God led us step by step. And we were just open to that. Okay. We don't have to add science right now. We don't have to add history right now. History is going to be our Bible stories. And so not having it look like public school at your home, but really letting Holy Spirit come in and guide you in the way, like we're talking things that they don't teach you in school. Yes, we have our five senses with our body, like right now what we're teaching Eleanor, but we're also talking about our spirit and our soul and how those interact with our body and what, you know, how we can hear God's voice and what does that sound like? And just our pictures and our, like our image center in our mind, how God can speak to us through visions and dreams and promptings and knowings and words and scripture. And it's just like, they don't teach that in school. And so you have the freedom to let Holy Spirit guide you in your home. And so if you have anything to add, as far as like atmosphere, kind of like how that helped you share that with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, part of it for me was that, and this is actually part of my testimony too, but I just remember when I was drawn back to the Lord, it was his presence that initiated that. And I've never forget. It, it was this moment that just completely marked me just feeling his presence in a more intimate way. It, it just marked me. It marked my life. And from that point, I've just been running after Jesus. And I've been saying, you know, I, I just want you to be here running all of this. Like, I, I cannot do this without you. If it's without you, I don't want to do any of it. Like, I just want you and I need you. So that being said, that's kind of always been a central part of me as, I mean, as should be really any believer, I would think, but there's this thing with, and I don't want to say this as a blanketed term, but for my girl situation, there were parts of being in school that was just completely chaotic for them um, because you're in a classroom and there's just so many different needs and the workers there, they're all doing their best and there's different IEPs and there's just so many different things going on, different conditions. Things were just so chaotic at points in the day and the girls would come home exhausted and it wasn't because of therapy and it wasn't, it wasn't because they were outside all day. I could just tell emotionally they were just kind of drained and I just knew that it was the environment. And so one of the things that was just on my heart when I did bring them home was that I want them to be able to rest like where they are. I don't want their brains and their spirits to just, you know, to be on high, like all the time, because there's so much going on. It it almost felt like they needed a detox, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. because they were just in the midst of chaos for a long time. So part of it was just like, all right, we need to detox and we need to, we need to recalibrate what their setting is. Their setting is not going to be public school anymore. I don't want them to expect things to be crazy. Like, let's go ahead and nip this in the bud. Like this is going to be the environment. And there was, yes, there was worship music. And even from the smells, you guys, it's just like, what, like, what is it going to, what's it going to smell like in here? We're going to open up the windows. We're going to do this. we're, We're going to have natural sunlight, just all the things that bring peace and all the things that bring that settling because really my girls needed a detox. And I really just wanted to recalibrate and Uh, put that stake in the ground that said, God, this is yours. This home is yours. This setting is yours. And we're going to start with you. We're going to walk with you and the day's going to end with you. So I think for me, I just had to put that stake in the ground and for my girls, they just needed the detox. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can relate to that. And I think when you said rest, that is a great picture for me. What came to mind was also just resting in our identity 
just being at school, it's kind of like this came of survival with Eleanor. She was only in 4k. And again, a lot of the, her time at home after school was us unpacking the drama of the day. Being at home allows you to work on identity and have that peace and just work at like this pace of grace of yes. let's take into their whole person and their whole being. Did they get good sleep last night? Did they eat well? My girls don't like to eat right away in the morning. Like I, it was hard to get them to school and have them eat before the day. And then they only have snacks at the certain time. Anyway, so I, I rest is a great way and the recalibration and the detox. I love all those words. <laughs> all right. So yeah. um, share us, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of your testimony. I know just because I know you, you're committed to inspiring and motivating others to press into God's presence in their home and their relationships. And so I would love to just hear your testimony if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit. All right, you guys. So you know that like on a timeline, there are dots all across the timeline where significant events or things worth mentioning have happened for each of us. Like we have that with God. And for me, my history was that of growing up in church. I was a pastor's kid. I went to all the church camps and the gatherings and the youth services and revivals and you name it. I I grew up around God and around God's people, but I don't know, just at some point, I just didn't want to do it. I, you know, there's rebellion in my heart. And I went with that because that's what I wanted to do. And I became pregnant in my senior year of high school. And I had the girls uh, the summer after graduating. So I found out about their condition soon after, after they were born. The doctor told us they had a rare brain condition, but I'll just tell everybody it's you know, the umbrella term is cerebral palsy. Most people are familiar uh, with that term, but, and the doctor just gave us a list of major milestones. The girls would never reach and all this other stuff. And even though I wasn't walking with the Lord at that point, there's just something that rose up in me. I just had this zeal and even like a righteous anger that rose up in me that just said, you're not telling the truth and God's going to do something about this. And even not even walking with the Lord, that just that just rose up in me because even though I wasn't walking with him during that time, I had still seen enough, heard enough and understood enough that reports don't end with the doctor and it's God that comes in and he does the intervening. He does. It's what he says that goes. And I still had enough of that understanding for that to rise up in me. Anyway, one of the things the doctor said that they would never do is drink from their bottles, suggesting that they would need to be tube fed. Right. But they both learned to drink from their bottles before coming home, and they weren't even in ICU for that long. So they drank their bottles, they came home, and we started that journey. And I lived with my parents for a time, and fast forward about three years, I still wasn't really walking with the Lord. Um, you guys, I ran. I ran because I could, And but it's the mercy and the grace and the constant pursuit of the Lord that it's a miracle. It's just a miracle in my life. And I know it's, a, it's probably a miracle in most of your lives as well. Actually, this is just coming to me as I'm saying this. I don't know who's listening to this, but you're probably thinking the same thing about your child or your teenager, even your young adult or maybe adult child, just thinking, are they ever going to come around? And I'm going to tell you that God is such a pursuing presence, a pursuing fire. His His love is such a grand pursuit that there are just things that you, you don't even realize what's going on in the hearts of your children right now. There are things that they're thinking, there are things in their heart that they're weighing and pondering. 
And I just want to release that peace to you, whoever is concerned about that right now, that the Lord is in constant pursuit and that hearts are turning and minds are, minds are being shifted right now. So just want to release peace to you mamas and just know that the Lord has not stopped working and to just entrust that salvation to him. Um, but anyway, so fast forward about three years, I met my husband through community softball <laughs> and then he and I were both, what's the best thing for um, a young lady not walking with the Lord? Yeah, that's right. To get with a guy who's also not walking with the Lord. We, we were, I mean, we just got together. We met at community softball. We liked one another and we started a relationship and it just went from there. And I don't know when it was, but I ended up going to a service because I had to, I was still under my parents' roof. So I was still going to services and going to church and all this other stuff. And I got to a point where I just said, you know what, if God's not going to be in this relationship, then it's just not going to work. But I was putting the load on Ashby, my husband, my then boyfriend to take care of that because he was the man. And even though I wasn't walking with the Lord, I was basically telling him, you need to figure this out and you need to figure out your walk with the Lord so that this relationship can work. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? But that's where my head was. And at one point I just went to a revival service and the preacher just looked at me and he pointed me out and he said, come here. And I looked at him like he was nuts. I was like, you don't tell me what to do. Like, what do you mean come here? And he's just like pointing me out and he starts prophesying to me. And he says, people say things about you that are not true. And he said, I don't care what they say about you. He says, God says that you are anointed and that you belong to him. <laughs> and that, <laughs> I'm sorry, why do we even have to have these conversations? Oh God, the Lord just, oh, the Lord just touches my heart. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he says that um, you're his anointed. He has not forgotten you. And go like move forward pretty much like it just felt the lord saying like who cares what they say like this is what i'm saying about you right now and i didn't even think in my heart that i cared what other people were saying but there really was that weight of damaging and tarnishing the reputation of my parents who loved me the entire way through my pregnancy through having the girls through letting me live under their roof there was this thing in my heart that you know, did say, you know, I'm a failure. I'm not worthy. And people are saying things about it. And I didn't realize that was in my heart until the prophet actually brought it to the surface, which is, the, which is why the prophetic is such a gift because, you know, it discerns the hearts of people and brings things to the surface. So anyway, that was kind of a turning point. And I basically went to Ashby and I said, because we were actually in, you know, in our relationship, we we had a sexual relationship, obviously, and that was on the table. And I basically took it off the table without giving him any warning. I just said, look, I want to walk with God. We can't have sex anymore and things are going to change. And that, that sounded so great to me, but it sounded awful to him. And he got so mad, like, so just, just so upset. And I thought, okay, this is probably going to end now. And up to this point, you know, he was faithfully like coming to visit us and creating relationship with the girls and the girls are just in love with him. But I was going to say, because you had your girls already, sorry to interrupt you. How old were your girls at that time? They were probably going on five, okay. five or six years old. So, and 
So like I said, we're just like in the midst of this relationship. It really wasn't, it, it was not a good time. It was very tense. It was very fragile, I would say, but I just kind of moved forward with it. It was, it was to that point where it's just like, I'm moving forward kind of with or without you. I would love to go. I would love to move forward with you, but God is taking me somewhere and I just have to go for it. So he came around quickly, actually, he came around quickly and he basically said, I understand what you're saying. I don't know what this looks like. Neither one of us knew what it looked like. We just kept walking together. And as we continue to walk together, he never really went to church with me. He would, you know, like the Christmas Easter type attendance thing. Well, he would do that, but he never really faithfully went to church with me, but we faithfully did life together, if that makes sense. But anyway, so I can't even tell you when little by little, he began to go to church with me. And then we started walking that out together. We started this young adult group together. Then at one point, maybe it was a year and a half, two years later, he was teaching a Bible study in our church. And I was just like, it's one of those things you look up and you say, what, what even happened here? Like we went from not even talking about the Lord, not even mentioning Lord, not even blessing our food, none of it to your teaching Bible study. I'm leading worship. We're doing a young adult group together. What's happening here. And it's just, <laughs> it's the Lord. It's the only thing. It's the only way I can describe it. And part of that is because I feel like I was willing to sacrifice it. I was willing to say, like, God, I love this relationship. I love this man, but I can't do this without you. And I'm willing to move forward without it. If it means that I'm going to go where you want me to go. And from that point on, it just seemed like there was this thread and we were walking parallel together. So a couple of years later, we got married and we're living here in Honky Tonk, Virginia. It's not really Honky Tonk. It's Southeast Virginia. And I mean, I, I did a couple jobs. I worked with a couple of nonprofits. I even went to PTA school, you guys, into physical therapy. I was a physical therapist assistant for a time. But like I said, it was at one point the Lord just drew us home and he made that happen. And now I am a stay-at-home mom and I'm doing, I'm entering into this entrepreneurship role and that's kind of new too. It's all in the unknown, but I know that the Lord is bringing us here and that's all I like. My mind's blank now. I feel like I've yeah. said. <laughs> that's awesome. I want to touch on that. I want to hear about your, your entrepreneurship and all of that you have going on there. But first I want to go back and just kind of share as you were speaking about, you know, people are talking about me. And, and so I just thought of Mary in the Bible. It's like, you know, she's pregnant. Nobody knows how she got pregnant. So uh, here, here go the whispers in the town, right? The angel of the Lord came to her and then separately in a dream came to Joseph, but didn't tell the townspeople what was going on. And this was a work of the Lord. And so, you know, you can just imagine the talk of the town that was going on there. And so <laughs> God, what I sensed from what you were sharing is that like God was doing a work in you that had nothing to do with Ashby, but God was also doing a work in Ashby that had nothing to do with you. But then he was also also doing a work in both of you that had everything to do with each other. <laughs> it's like right. this multifaceted yes. in everything working. And, and some people have this 
snap moment where everything flips and changes. But almost what I'm hearing from your story is, is very similar to mine too, is like, it's this gradual layering on of like, okay, now we're saying grace over our food. Um, now we're, you know, doing all these different things that, wow, this is our life. Like we actually get to live like this. I, I could not even imagine living my life any other way. And I love the prophetic too. Like I, man, there's nothing like a prophetic word to just kind of turn your heart back to God as he's, you know, he has his face turned to you, but then like, you're able to turn your face to him and just be like, okay, I'm, I'm in I give it all up like you yeah. have the lead you know so I thank you all. yeah yeah definitely thank you for sharing that so tell us about what you do for a living now kind of your journey to getting to that place today what you do <laughs> because you have your girls you know your work work from home mom you said stay at home mom but you're a work from home mom so tell us what that looks like well that was kind of crazy too he actually added that part on not long after bringing the girls home and I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I hear, when I hear something, I think it's like immediate. It's like, oh, we need to do this now. But what I've been telling you, just as I was telling you my testimony, a lot of it is walking it out. It's not like this one and done thing. But when the Lord brought this idea of business and entrepreneurship to me, I thought it was like, oh my gosh, I got to do this now. We got to make money tomorrow. And I totally, I just like overwhelmed myself. I went from analysis paralysis to staying up at all hours of the night and all this other stuff. And God's like, no, no, <laughs> this is, yeah, this, we need to slow down here for a bit, but he brought the entrepreneurship piece to me. Uh, probably, I would like to say probably at the end of 2019, going in, moving into 2020. And really he was just presenting that idea to me and letting me kind of sit in it and kind of cast vision together. I had to like cast vision with the Lord to say, what is this really going to look like? What's the purpose of this? Like, why are we doing this? I've never been an entrepreneur before. Why are we doing this? Which reminds me of uh, the verse in Ephesians where he talk, where it says that, you know, he does exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. And part of that is that he does things literally outside of what we ever would have thought for ourselves. So for me, I never thought I would be a homeschool mom. I never thought I would be an entrepreneur, but it's in those things outside of what we're thinking that he has this abundance that's beyond what we're thinking in the moment. So anyway, let's see. I, I was thinking, I was like, what can I really do? Because being an entrepreneur, basically I had to figure out what if, what do I have that's of value to the marketplace? And, you know, I'd worked in uh, administrative work and nonprofits for a few years. So I was just looking at what I could do in that space. So now I have approached uh, just being a virtual assistant and working more on the social media management side, just kind of birthed activate virtual assistants in 2020. And we're just, it's been kind of a slowly rolling thing, but at the end of 2020, I felt like this accelerant to it, to where God was like, okay, we can start moving forward a little more in this. So I'm doing some virtual assistant work. I just wanted to add this too. I don't just enjoy taking things off of entrepreneurs plate so that they can be freed up to do what they really want to do. I actually enjoy partnering with an entrepreneur's vision to say, because God gives us vision when we go into that space. So I just enjoy partnering with the vision of what other people have. So the heart of that thing can really travel on through everything, even the back end stuff, even with the assistant work. So I'm a virtual assistant, but I'm also a partner, if that makes any sense. But I'm also working in direct sales right now. 
it is a powerful movement. It is up and it is moving. And there's just a, a lot of powerful women on fire women in the space. And I'm learning a lot. So that's awesome. I, when you were talking about just <laughs> the timing of it of, okay, here's some ideas for provision for you that I want to bless you with. And you're like, I could just imagine, wait, I'm homeschooling and you want me to start a business? What? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Hold up, hold up. But but there is, you know, this opportunity for growth in there. Like that's my, my experience too, is it was so important to me to be able to, again, my older girls were in public school at the time. And so just drop them off, pick them up, like be able to be in charge of my own schedule and not have somebody tell me when I can or can't leave or what right. part, what I can participate in my children's lives and what I can't. And so owning that freedom was way more important to me than how much I would earn. But, you know, as moms too, it's like, we almost need me personally. Anyway, I need like this little something, something to myself <laughs> that, that is just mine. And that makes me feel like, I don't know that I'm, that I'm using my gifts and talents. And, you know, obviously we show right. up to our children and we love them. And that's something that we're gifted with too, is being able to share and express that love and just kind of manage it all. But I love that you shared that he had this little special something, something for you. And, you know, it's almost just like too, we don't have to worry about his providing for us because he does like, do, like, will I not provide for you? You know, I provide for the birds. I provide all of their needs. Like you don't have to worry about it. Just, exactly. just say yes. Like your obedience you're currently moving at the speed of your obedience. That's something that I've heard in the entrepreneur world. And I have this post-it note on my desk because like all of us doing all the things, right. It can be overwhelming. And so I have to remind myself, and these are words God has given me is I do this business with grace and love at a pace that honors the growth of my family. That oh, helps me. That. Yeah. That helps me not get too far ahead of myself, not feeling like I have to figure it all out on my own that remember, okay, yes, you're co-creating with him. You're working with him. Like what does Holy Spirit have to say about this opportunity? Is this a yes or a no, you know? And so I love that you're kind of aligning your heartbeat with kingdom entrepreneurs and their visions and kind of the desires of their heart and what God has laid upon them to do and helping them move that forward. So very, very powerful in what you're doing. A lot of people, man, are moving their businesses into the online space. And so how can people connect with you for either virtual assistant support or where can people find you? You know what, right now, I'm just going to say, just head on over to my Instagram and Facebook handle, and you can find me at Sarah Metter, S-A-R-A-I, last name Metter, M-E-A-D-O-R. Come on over and just shoot me a message. I would love to talk to you. Awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And so we're just going to kind of wrap this up. Tell us what is next for you in 2021. 2021. I will tell you, the Lord has told me that this is a focused season of growing in wisdom and insight. So for me, I told you that I've never read as many books as my life, but this is a great uh, season of learning. There's a lot of growth, a lot of mind shifting, uh, wisdom and insight, not just to build business, but to actually build my house and my family. Because it says in Proverbs that the wise woman builds her house. And it also says that it's actually wisdom that builds the house. So the Lord is just showing me that we're going to be growing in that. So this is a building season. Uh, this is also a season of wisdom and insight. So through that wisdom, we can build something strong and something lasting. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yay. Well, I just want to leave you with a blessing and thank you so much for coming on. I know this is going to help a lot of other mamas in this space. And I think that sharing our testimonies and especially like bringing down the expectations of what it has to look like is so super important. And so 
I just want to bless you and what you're doing and creating your house and your foundation, building upon that line upon line, precept upon precept. You can go from glory to glory to glory. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. For inviting me, Heidi. This was awesome. We'll talk soon. Hey, beloved, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, head over to iTunes for Covered Beloved and leave a five-star review. Hit subscribe while you're there. And of course, if you have friends who would benefit from today's episode, be sure to share. Until next time, remember, God's got you covered.